Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome warriors to this awesome episode I have in store for us today. Today we are talking about the unstoppable force, the union between the masculine and the feminine. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm your host, and I am just super on fire about this topic. This is very near and dear to my heart. This is an area of my life that I am so passionate about working with couples uh, to really up-level their relationships, to get under a joint mission and really transform the way they do life together, communicate together, relate to each other. And it is some powerful stuff. And I'm going to share a lot from personal experience of going through, you know, 20 plus years of toxic relationship cycles, basically rehashing the same patterns over and over again with the next relationship that I left in the last one until finally beating my head against the wall and saying, okay, it gets to be what I'm created for or nothing else. So today I'm married to my soulmate, to my husband, my my earthly king, and we are co-creating an amazing kingdom together. So I am really excited to talk about this. And um, my intention for today is that by the end of this show, you know that we are created, the masculine and feminine are created, were created for each other to work together as an unstoppable force of creation power, right? Creating families, creating new projects, creating new kingdoms. I mean, we really are an unstoppable force when we come together. And it is so key because this is what we are craving so desperately at our core, right? I hear this all the time. I am craving desperately the deeper love, the intimacy, the connection, right? Somebody to share this awesome life experience with, whether you're building a business, whether you're traveling, whether you're like just simply doing life. Anytime we accomplish something amazing or we go somewhere and it's truly awesome, the first thing we do is look to see who can I share this with, right? All you need to do is look at social media and see how much people are posting their experiences because we want to share. We're created to share. And so the, the other reason this matters is this is how we create as creative beings. This is how we create from a really, really powerful place. Whether again, you're working on creating an awesome family environment, you know, getting under the same mission, building a thriving business, whatever it is in your life, this is an essential component. So as always, Towards the end, I'll be giving you some very specific action items, some invitations and um, opportunities to connect. So let's get at it. 
<sighs> I almost wanted to call this podcast for each other, not against one another, which is really what we're going to talk about today is breaking free of this tug of war, this constant battle with the opposite sex, this constant struggle with trying to understand each other, get each other, communicate with each other. And how do we actually start to shift and play a new game? The biggest thing that I hear, again, I always start these podcasts. I will start these podcasts often with a lot of the questions that people have brought to me as a coach in my trainings, workshops, live events. And, you know, the one thing that we hear, and I know I heard myself say this over and over and over again for over 20 years is I just can't trust him. I just don't know. I can't trust her not to lose her whatever, or I can't trust her not to try to control and manipulate everything. And I can't trust him. I can't trust her. I don't know if they're actually going to be there for me, right? We are terrified. How will I know that he or she is actually going to be there for me. Other frustrations is where has the love gone, (laughs) right? I hear that all the time. I don't know what happened, but somewhere along the line, we lost the intimacy. We lost the connection. We lost the, the depth, the richness, the desire really for each other. And now we're just like going through the motions, right? We're just going through the motions in a relationship So what I'm seeing is a lot of people in a couple different camps. Number one is going through the motions in a relationship that's like, you know, it's fine, but you know what fine is. It's a four-letter word, right? It's fine. It is not good. It's not rich. It's not deep. There is something lacking, something missing. And a lot of times we are going outside of the relationship to get those needs met right? And we'll talk about that. Or we are just not getting those needs met. And as a result, we feel very empty and alone in relationships. Another thing that I see here is, you know, not only just going through the motions is just quickly hopping (laughs) from one relationship to the next, to the next, especially, you know, post-divorce in an attempt to try to create something that you didn't have before. And what's interesting is a lot of the times we end up attracting another version of a very similar relationship, right? It's like, oh, this is familiar. Another emotionally unavailable relationship, another relationship that's full of drama and constant fighting, another relationship that's like, fine, but not stellar, not extraordinary. And we start to maybe think, okay, this is like for the movies, for the fairy tales, whatever this, I don't know, is this even a thing? And so I'm here to tell you it is absolutely a thing. And uh, so those are kind of the two camps. And then, you know, obviously there is another camp that is sort of like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, it is what it is. And I'm just going to, stay here continuing on because I don't even know that anything better is available. Right. So I I'd like to unpack that a little bit, but what is up with our current relationship patterns, right? Whether it's this constant battles, constant fighting, and sometimes it doesn't have to be vocal, right? Like we are in this space with each other in the same home and we can be very courteous and getting along and, uh, and still not be on the same page, not feel supported, not feeling connected, but sort of be great partners in a way, but not great lovers. And this is really about 
the masculine and the feminine coming together, man and woman in our original design to be lovers, to be co-creators, right? But why don't we get there? Like, why do we keep rehashing these sort of scenarios from the past where there is like peaks and valleys, dry spells, disconnection, mistrust, right? And we know why. We know why. Because the past loves to repeat itself, doesn't it? The past often dictates the future. If we are not highly conscious about the old operating systems, the old realities and our experiences and our triggers, what we end up doing is mindlessly just recreating a lot of the past because we have those roots in there, those pain points, those triggers that are sort of turning on <laughs> the old operating system, right? So we're going through recreating a lot of these things from an un unconscious place. And if we are consciously uh, choosing to realign, to create something different. A lot of times we don't know how to sustain that, but why? I'm going to talk about a couple things, right? Just a couple quick ones. There's so many that we can dive into. I'm going to talk about kind of the big three or big four that I see that kind of cause these perpetual cycles. Number one is abandonment. And I'm starting with this one because, okay, this was mine, <laughs> right? Roots of abandonment, roots of rejection, right? Maybe earlier in our lives as children, in our early youth, maybe it was that first love relationship, maybe it was in school or whatever, but somewhere along the line, we felt the sting, the pain, the excruciating pain of being rejected by someone we love. Maybe that was your father, your mother wasn't there for you physically. Maybe they weren't there for you emotionally. You know, maybe they completely left the family, but it could also have been like that first, you know, tender love affair that fell apart or who knows what it was, but we have, many of us have felt the sting of rejection, the sting of abandonment in our life. And it puts us into this space where we are just like, hell-bent that that is not going to happen to us again. And that was my operating system for a very long time where I was like, if there was somebody exiting the relationship, it was going to be me. I always had sort of one foot in, one foot out, not fully engaged because I was like, I am pretty sure you're just going to leave me eventually, right? So we don't show up fully to the relationship because there is a root fear of rejection and abandonment there. Again, I'm not going to totally unpack a lot of these. We are going to dive into these episodes, you know, over time, these topics over time. But that's that's one of the things that keeps us in these repetitive cycles is this fear of being left, right? Another thing I see is the fear of betrayal. There is pain, right? Early on in life, somebody somewhere along the line stabbed you in the back, stabbed your mother in the back, your father, and you observed either through watching a relationship, your parents, you know, around you, whatever it was, you saw betrayal, you saw mistrust, you saw cheating. And again, very similar. A lot of my story is that was very much the norm in my house growing up. I mean, that's, that was like the story over and over again. And I watched my mother go through this beyond the receiving end. And, you know, and, um, it is very hurtful to witness. It's hurtful to feel it. And what's interesting is we know that we repeat what we know in our bodies, right? And even though it's not our deep desire, we, our body repeats what it knows, right? 
subconsciously we keep recreating these realities and we never break free from those systems until we decide that it's time to break free. So we end up in these situations where there is mistrust, right? From betrayal, from past pain. And we put on these thick plates of armor, right? To make sure that none of that stuff is going to happen to us. We're not going to get stabbed in the back. We have this like thick armor that we're wearing that's keeping the the bad stuff out, we think. But what's really happening is it's keeping all that toxicity inside, all that unresolved pain. And it's blocking the very thing that we desire so much to experience in our relationships, right? The armor plate is so thick that nobody can get through and we don't know how to drop it. And we're not even aware half the time when we're wearing it couple other things I see is, you know, growing up or experiencing abusive behavior, right? Earlier on, I know a lot of the men and women that I've worked with have been either victims of abuse or have had very aggressive households, right? Maybe it was the father, maybe it was the mother, but there has been this aggressive, oppressive behavior going on, victim abuser. And we end up recycling that in some level, right? Either we become meek and scared, right? Terrified to show ourselves to do anything wrong. So we walk on eggshells in relationships um, because we're terrified, right? There's a lot of shame and guilt around that and, and fear, or we don't even realize we become the aggressor sometimes in our relationships. And honestly, I, I really do not like to admit this. I, it is very humbling for me, but in our household, there was a lot of yelling growing up. There just was, it was kind of, that's, you know, a number one, we're Italian, right? So like we're, I'm just like passionate and there was a lot of fire and, you know, we can throw things and then love each other the next minute, but there was a lot of just really aggressive yelling too. And it was terrifying, but there wasn't a lot of healthy expression of emotions. There, there were times and without going into too much detail, you know, what happens is throughout the years, I did not understand how to fully express myself. I had not gone and done that work within myself. And I was really operating from a very frustrated place. And I ended up being the aggressor verbally in many of my relationships because I just, that was the known pattern, right? So there's a lot of roots that sort of get us in this space. And the last one I'm just going to quickly touch on is like the emotionally cold, <laughs> right? Scenario where we've grown up or been in situations where it was not safe to express our emotions at all, right? Very stoic, very much like, okay, boys don't cry, girls toughen up, like suck it up, let's move on. And there wasn't a lot of depth and intimacy and richness in conversation. There wasn't space and safety, emotional safety to express ourselves, to get to understand each other. And so again, what we experience is a fear of truly sharing what's on our heart, right? Whether we are sad or disappointed or feel let down, or we have a desire we want to express. It's like, we are terrified to share from the heart, right? We, we've never been given permission to be fully seen, to be fully heard, recognized, et cetera. So those are just some things that I see as sort of like roots, right? That like those dandelion roots that seem like no matter how many times you pull out that weed, it sort of like just keeps growing because we don't go deep enough into the core work. But there's actually much more than that that I want to unpack a little bit. And I also want to lighten it up a little bit. 
So there are those roots that at the end of the day, if you are human and you are on this planet, first of all, you are not alone. You have been hurt. You have probably been betrayed. You've probably been embarrassed. I am pretty sure there have been times where you haven't been able to fully express yourself and have been terrified to do so and maybe heckled and made fun of and whatever. So a lot of times we think we're alone and we think like we're special in this, but I hate to break it to you. The reality is you're human. And as long as you are human walking on this planet, you will probably continue to experience some opportunities to work through that, right? So it's it's on us, you know, I always say it's not it's not our fault what happened to us, but it is our responsibility uh, what we choose to do with it today. So a lot of the programming though that comes out of those early roots of those situations from the first seven years of growing up to our first intimate relationships, you know, combined with the societal programming, the world programming that we know has been like, we, we get infiltrated with all of these, I call them lies, right? A lot of collective noise, a lot of collective programming that could have been your mother's words, your father's words, your grandmother's words. It could have been words from books that you read, church, religious groups, organizations, whatever, like pick your poison, right? But we, we, we adopt these sort of sayings and these ideas and we end up giving them a lot of meaning, a lot of energy, and they take hold as an operating system for our relationships. And we validate those beliefs because we've had an experience that we're like, yes, you see all men eventually cheat, leave, and lie. Like that's just a thing that men do. You can't trust men. And that was really my operating system for a very, very long time. I was pretty much convinced that every man was a pig. (laughs) I'm just going to be raw, real, and honest. And that, you know, could not control himself and would eventually really let me down. And of course, I don't believe that anymore. I have totally seen the reversal of that in my life. I have the most intimate, amazing, trusting relationship with my husband and and with God. And I have a totally different program running today, but that was an operating system that ran in my life a lot because I had seen evidence of that, right? And then it was validated over and over again with everything that I read, the people I followed, et cetera, because we gravitate towards what we're like, yeah, yeah, that, you know, that resonates with me. So, you know, I'm curious as you're listening, the all men are what, right? All women only want your money or women are high maintenance, right? I hear a lot of things like women just want to control you. Like women just want to control a man, right? And all she cares about is the money or all she cares about is this, right? And I have to please her or she's going to leave. If I don't be the man, she's going to leave. If I don't build something, she's going to leave, right? So there's a lot of ideas, programs, belief structures around the opposite sex that have been planted there and they have been justified, right? And another one is like, well, women are using their sex and their power to manipulate and control men. That's what they do right? And there's a lot of men, if you're listening, that I've worked with, and you see this collective program running that are almost afraid of a woman's sexuality. They sort of ping pong between really desiring, right? This, this powerful feminine, and then also being terrified of a woman's true sexual energy and and that because sexuality and 
the feminine body has been really just over-sexualized and used as a tool, right? Used as a tool to control and manipulate. And that that is true. That's happened, right? And it's also true that the toxic masculinity in terms of the hyper macho controlling man that has oppressed the feminine, right? The masculine that has been um, oppressing the feminine for a long time, there is evidence to support that side as well. But just because it's always been doesn't mean it has to continue to be. And just because mankind has made it so doesn't mean that's our original design. We are all products of our environment. I'm going to say that again. We are all products of our environment. And the real question is, what environment have I been plugging into? What programming have I been plugging into? Feeding into my mind. I work with so many women and men, and including my own life. You know, I actually bought into this idea that I didn't need a man. I don't need a man. I could do everything a man can do. Like I can run a business. I can, you know, compete athletically. I can make my own money. I can raise the kids by myself. Like I don't need you. And what we don't realize is when we start to operate in sort of these, these systems that in the beginning sound like, oh yeah, I feel powerful when I engage in that way of thinking. What we realize is it's very draining and very exhausting because I have not met a woman yet who, after we do the work and we really go to the core, doesn't admit that, you know what? I actually love, (laughs) I love it to know that I'm cared for, even though I know I can do it myself. I don't want to do everything myself, but I just feel like I have to, right? So we sort of believe this lie for a while and we get like just crazy in the system. The opposite end of that is, you know, you see, I see a lot. And then again, this happens with masculine and feminine. I'm not generalizing. This can go either way, but we see a lot of men and women, you know, just saying, I don't need one man. I don't need one woman. Like I can have many, right? And again, it's this insatiable desire to fill a void and we believe it for a while and it seems fun and it makes sense, I guess, in some way. And yet there is something fundamentally missing for us at our core and we know it. We don't truly fully show up. We play games with one another. It's all garbage, right? It's all garbage. All of this garbage leaves us in a tug of war against each other. And I will unpack this further, but I really believe in my heart that this comes back to the very first lie, right? The very first trickery, let's call it, in the garden, in the garden, right? When Eve was presented with the apple and and, um, Lucifer said to her, if you eat this apple, right, you could be just like God. You'll know everything that he knows. You'll be able to see evil. You'll be able to see good. And like, you will be all powerful. And Eve was deceived. She takes the apple. And then of course, she she gives it to Adam and Adam receives it. And so now right from the beginning, the very first fall, we have a situation where the feminine was deceived. She pulls the masculine in, not because she's trying to pull him in and deceive him because she was deceived herself. And now they're angry at each other 
right? She's in this, like, where were you after, right? We, we fall. Where were you to protect me? Where were you when I needed you when this trickery was coming in? When the great deceiver came, where were you? And then he's looking at her going, um, it's your fault that we're in this situation, right? You made me do it. You made me do it. <laughs> you brought me into this situation. Again, whether or not you believe in the original story of the garden, I'm sure you can relate to the story. For me, it's very real. It resonates really true. It's the original trickery. It's the original game. And it's the original pitting the masculine and the feminine against each other. And the reason why I believe is that there is an unstoppable force when the masculine and the feminine come together. It is unstoppable because it is creation power. When the feminine, you know, the woman and the man and all of themselves come together, they create, right? We create life. We are life givers. And it requires the masculine and the feminine coming together in order for life to be brought forth into this world. And I believe that there is a stronghold that is taking life, wanting to siphon life out of our lives, right? The great thief, which is again in the original story, which in my opinion is Satan, Lucifer, right? The dark spirit of the world that is the prince of the world that is saying, you know what? I don't want life to flourish. I don't want you guys to create and that unstoppable force. And right now I'm just going to tell you guys, if you're listening to this, like we are in an era where the feminine and masculine union, the sacred union has been under massive attack. And we are, it's been under attack for a long time, but we are in it. And that's why I'm so passionate about talking about this topic because we have to open our eyes to what's really going on and recognize that we have been used as tools, as ploys against each other. And it has been sucking the life out of us. It's been sucking the life out of our relationships. It's been sucking the life out of our businesses. It's been draining us from showing up authentically with our gifts that God has given us. It is trickery. It's a game to throw us off course and to pull us away from what I believe we are created for when we come together. So what happens? All of this garbage leaves us in a tug of war, it leaves us in a tug of war with each other, right? Now we're in this battle, this constant battle. We're pull, I'm, She's pulling on one end, he's pulling on the other. And it's like my way, no, my way. I don't feel supported. I don't feel supported. And we're sort of just competing against each other, waiting to see who's going to compromise, who's going to give up, who's going to win, right? And it can be exhausting to be holding onto that rope. And then when we let go, or we say, fine, fine, then we feel like the loser, right? Somebody won means somebody lost. So that's one thing. The other tug of war that we see is we have a tug of war between our true desires that are in our heart, the desire of how we're created to be together, to share our experiences, to love on each other and to receive love, to co-create together. I mean, just look at our bodies. <laughs> it's no surprise or shock that we are created to come together, right? Literally fit together like two pieces. So, you know, we, we end up in this tug of war between our heart, our spirit, 
in our mind, the ways of the world that tell us you're like, yeah, but I really desire, I really want this, but my head is pulling the other direction. And it is again, exhausting to be in this battle with yourself, with your soul, right? With your original design. What I see here is, you know, sometimes we feel like we're in a boat and one of us is rowing in one direction and the other person's rowing the opposite. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and executives. And and I know in my own life, I desperately wanted to be under a shared vision, right? One of us was growing and the other one was fighting the growth. One of us wanted to expand the vision and grow the business. And the other one was fighting that. One of us wanted to travel and the other one was fighting it. And it was just almost like a game, really, that we were entrenched in. And I see this in so many couples that I work with. So what are the hard results that we see? Like, what do we actually see? So first of all, when we're in this game against each other, afraid of each other, believing that we don't need each other, that we don't really want each other, we don't need each other, right? I said that already, but, or we can't trust him or her, then what we end up with is a hardened heart, right? A heart that is locked up, that is hard. And it becomes more and more difficult for us to actually even feel the depth, the intimacy, the fire, the connection. And so this is again, where we start hopping around looking for things to give us those momentary hits of euphoric bliss, right? Of meaning, of significance, of being wanted. And we see addictions to porn, addictions to affairs. It could be social media addictions, shopping addictions, whatever. We go because we go to these places because we want to feel desired, loved, belonging, right? It's just it's who we are. The result also of this, my loves, is burnt out women with a weird sex drive. Like where is our sex drive sometimes, right? Burned out women that are trying to do it all, be it all, right? Have it all figured out. And we're trying to be the man. We're trying to be the the leader, the masculine energy for everything in our business, in our homes. And ladies, I mean, I'm going to talk about this so much, but that just leads in a burnt out nervous system. If you just look at the feminine body, we are not designed to work like that. Okay. And um, it would be like you trying to pop a baby out one after the other, after the other. We are not designed to be production factories. We're just not. So what we see is burnt out, stressed out women that are rigid and tense, right? And disconnected from their own bodies. So it's very hard to be sensual and connected to that beautiful feminine part of ourselves. We see a total drop in intimacy with each other. When I talk about intimacy, it is, it is, you know, an intimacy of soul to soul relation, right? That I see you and you see me and I get you and I, and I recognize you. And obviously there's an intimate sexual connection that, that happens when we allow ourselves to fully relax in each other's presence. But if we have these old systems running, obviously I can't be myself fully around you because what if you leave? If What if you don't like what you see, right? I can't really trust myself to show up fully in this relationship. I can't really trust and know that you're showing up for me authentically because I know if I'm honest with myself, I'm not. And so we end up lacking intimacy, right? Feeling unseen, feeling unheard, feeling undesired. 
And we don't even realize we are showing up to the relationship that way. And, you know, there are the physical, tactical, tangible things that also come as a fallout of this, which we see like divorce is like rampant and I've been divorced, you know, and I've seen the ripple effect of that on children in the household who are now, now, you know, reliving the programs, you know, and the, the generational pattern, the ancestral pattern continues until someone decides to break it. And I'm not here to bash divorce at all. You know, I'm fully owning the fact that I've been divorced and I'm so grateful to have really upgraded my operating systems around relationships and had my eyes awakened and my heart awakened to come back to the original design, which has allowed my relationship to flourish. It has allowed me to call in my soulmate, like my husband, my, my true King, the relationship I knew was always there for me and to show up as the woman that I believe God created me to be for this divine union. So I want to say, I think we get to this point of fighting and forcing against each other because we've been blinded right? We've been blinded. We've missed the mark. And we have just simply forgotten our ability to truly see one another's hearts, to remember how the masculine heart of a man and the physical man was created. What lights him up? What is he designed for? We have forgotten how to really truly see the woman, the feminine heart for who she is, how she is designed, the feminine body and how we're designed to work together, right? And the minute we start to shift and say, oh, I'm going to get curious about that. I want to come back to get to know that. I want to get to know the heart of a man. I want to get to know the heart of a woman. I want to get to know how we can play together, co-create together, and start to row the boat in the same direction, right? Instead of pulling the rope against each other, we're now pulling from the same team something much greater up, right? We become a tide that raises the boats for other couples, for other people, because we are just lifting each other up. And in doing so, we lift others up. The most powerful force, I believe, on earth is creation power, right? It is that God's power of creation. And I believe that the sacred union, the sacred union of a man and a woman, the masculine and feminine coming together is the divine reflection of God's creation power. And that is why it's such a threat, right? to the world programming systems, to any, you know, anyone who wants to have control, power over us, because we know when the feminine and masculine come together, I mean, it's like nothing can really get in their way, right? When you get a man with a heart on fire and a woman with a heart on fire under the same mission, rowing in the same direction, I mean, watch out because we have unleashed the beast and it is not a scary one. It is a powerful one. And this is really my mission is to, to help couples, to help men and women remember first and foremost, who they are so that they can start showing up in this space, in this energy from this operating system. And as, and the more I show up as a queen, the more I show up in my original feminine design, the more I'm noticing that men around me are starting to rise and show up more in their original masculine energy, the whole masculine energy, right? The reflection of God's divine masculine heart. So I'm suggesting today that we make a conscious decision, right? 
conscious operating systems, conscious upgrades, right? For optimal performance. I'm suggesting that we come back to our original design and recognize first and foremost that we are unique. (laughs) We are uniquely different in our design. I am not a man. There is nothing about me that looks like a man, that operates like a man in my body. There are some similarities. We are reflections of one another, but I am uniquely female and he is uniquely male. And we have different desires. We have different design. And it's so cool. That is what creates magnetism. That is what creates attraction. It's called polarity, right? If we are all the same, there's no attraction. Everything is vanilla. But what we love is is the beauty of the feminine, the inviting energy of the feminine. We love the masculine energy. When you put those together, man, there is passion, right? There's chemistry, there's polarity. And it's like that on purpose because it's designed to bring them together to create, right? To, to be fruitful and multiply. So that's number one. The second thing is to recognize that we are designed to fit together, right? We are designed, look at our bodies, right? Look at our strengths, our intuitive, instinctual strengths. They're designed to complement one another, not to compete for the same space. And when we actually get this, we start to come under, you know, a different way of operating because we're like, oh, right, let's marry our gifts, right? Let's bring our gifts to the table and work together. This is how we start to multiply. This is how we start to amplify, right? This is how we start to have a ripple effect and co-create and collaborate together. And the third piece here is that I invite us to recognize that there is an unstoppable force of creative energy that is created an unstoppable force of power, which I believe is God's power that works in us and through us when we come together in divine union and sacred union. When we shift from me, 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 what are you going to do for me? Right? Are you trying to compete with me? Are you going to be there for me? If we shift from me to we, and we start getting under the same umbrella, under the same mission, in submission to one another, in submission to something so much greater, right? The lion and the lioness that we talked about in the last episode would not even think about ruling a kingdom without one another. In fact, they can't. They are both essential components of the greater kingdom. The lionesses are the hunters, right? They're the nurturers, They're the life givers and the king is the protector and the structure and the leader. And they would not think of ruling a kingdom together. They would die. And that is why I believe a lot of us feel like we are slowly dying inside when we are alone or operating from these distorted lies, these distorted systems that are not designed for us. So my loves, I'm going to just leave us with some thoughts as we kind of wrap up here. I really invite you to remember that we are created for each other to work together as an unstoppable force and that those old programs are simply lies and collective information that people have been latching onto 
and allowing them to rule them, to rule their relationships and their enemy tactics to rob you of intimacy, of deeper love, of connection, of true depth of life experiences that you can share with someone and of your creation power, of your potential. There is a whole new level that's unleashed when you start to work together. So today I invite you, your call to action, obviously with all of my episodes are let us open our eyes and ears and heart to a new potential, a new reality and check in. Am I still holding a rope, wearing a thick plate of armor, pushing, pulling, fighting the opposite sex? Will I make the conscious decision to shift out of that old game? to stop being used as a tool and stop using the opposite sex as a tool, to stop being fueled by these roots of rejection and fear and mistrust and all of the other BS that we buy into or that I can do it all on my own? And will I choose to awaken this incredible creation power within myself to come back to the original design? So that is definitely something to, to think about today. And if you guys want to go deeper, as always, into this work, remember that um, this is my body of work. I blend high-performance coaching with spiritual mentorship. A lot of my work is rooted in my own experience. You know, I've, I've shared many times, I've hit the dark night of the soul. And I had to get to a point where I said, okay, God, no more. I will not repeat the patterns of the past. I will not enter into another relationship with the same systems. I know the man you have for me. I know the relationship that I'm created for, and it gets to be that or nothing. And I was willing to wait and I was willing to do whatever it took in order to experience the fullness of this. And I will tell you, it is that and so much more than I could ever have imagined because we're so limited, right? With what we know from the past. So if you want to go deeper into this work, you can download the link to the readiness factor assessment, which is in the show notes. I really invite you, if you are really being pulled, this assessment is a cool tool that I use to to show me, to show you if you're truly positioned and ready Like, is this what you say you want? Is this really what you want, number one? And secondly, how positioned are you to not only receive it, this next level relationship, but actually to hold it, right? To hold hold it as the new normal. So that's a fun and very eye-opening assessment tool. It's available to you in the show notes. And as always, you can come on over to the Warriors of the Heart Facebook community where I hang out with bonus trainings and member-only offers, and there's all kinds of amazing people in that community. So head on over again, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. So as we jump today, you know, I hope that you got some, um, some things to chew on, some things to take away. And uh, my invitation to you is, first of all, let's remember the armor keeps the goodness out. The old programs and these collective lies that are floating around in the universe and in the world's programming are no longer serving us. They are not taking us into this extraordinary relationships that we are created for. And the ropes that we are holding onto are keeping us in a constant tug of war. There is so much more waiting for you when you are willing to let go of the rope, drop the armor, and get under the same team. So I want to leave you with this. 
Until next time, here's to rising as warriors of the heart and living the untamed life. I love deep love. This is it. This is where we're at. When we live this way, deep love, adventure, freedom to be who we're created to be and courageous leadership are the norm and not the exception. So excited to unpack this further in future episodes. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors, Here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.